I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 401st episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and today I am joined by two uh, scintillating co-hosts. First, we have Sgron. Uh, Thatch, it's pronounced scintillating, not scintillating. <laughs> and now you're no longer going to be on the podcast. That's fine. And my, <laughs> my only co-host today, Linian. Hi, it's glad to have just a, a duo show. It's been a while since we've had one of those. <laughs> right. There's a reason we don't do it. Uh, I'm really, I'm really honest. Uh, there's there's a reason. But welcome to Puckle, which stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. Uh, nonsensical name I came up with in 2007 and have forced upon the rest of the world. And we here talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to I don't know what else. Man, I, I don't know what else we talk about. We t- we we talk a lot about Pokemon Conquest and Fire Emblem. Uh, <laughs> we really do. Uh, so so like that's happening. But that's we also fun. don't talk enough about Pokemon Go PvP. Thatch. This is a real problem that we need. To that's have true. Fix. That's we should have, sit down and have a discussion <laughs> about about why Thatch doesn't do Pokemon Go PvP or cares. Tap um, faster. Okay, good. I Let's mean, talk. I got I kind of got into it when it first came out with the Boulder Cup, uh, mm. and like. It really does condense to like four Pokemon that are viable. I mean, that's like that's kind of like Pokemon Go, though. Like I could have told you that from the beginning because that's what happened with gyms, like real quick. Because initially, with the first gym system, it condensed down to Blissey, like real hard. Blissey Vaporeon on a budget. Yeah. Well, uh, most leagues use Great League, of course, um, and you know that there's actually like a league-wide movement, and I think is everybody now within the Silk Road Tournament Cup, um, but you aren't allowed to use Metacham anymore because it was specifically designed for Great League and just way too overpowered. Well, so you you have that, and then <laughs> it's... It, I don't know, like... Okay, so so it's boiling down to having, like, a Smogon-type regulation already. <laughs> right? Like, they're just going to keep banning stuff. But until, the, the, well, prob- the, problem, the problem is you still only have, like, four Pokemon that are good. And it's also Pokemon Go. So, like, I, I understand to an extent, but it's not the same type of traditional Pokemon battling that I think is a, uh, in my personal opinion, and I'm sure somebody's going to be like, well, Thatch, you can't be all high and mighty, but I'm going to tell you that I think an actual Pokemon game has more strategy involved, and I prefer that. 
So Co- collectioning Go definitely takes a lot more effort now, and I applaud the people who. Oh no, I I do agree it. with that. I agree with that. I mean, Go's got its place. It's a nice. It, I think I think it sits in my play in my world. It is a nice semi-casual game that I play. And I uh, go out and do it, and I get to enjoy Pokemon at the same time. It's the only game that's going to have all of the Pokemon in it anymore, and um, it's uh, <laughs> which is depressing, but that's okay. Uh, and and uh, yeah, that's that's where we are. Uh, but but what have you guys been up to other than crying? Well, uh, obviously the new Fire Emblem game has been pretty incredible. Uh, but like Pokemon wise, did uh, for what traded me a shiny Scyther for a Munchlax. Ooh. Yeah, he had been talking about this doing it because he had a bunch of extras and since I was on the show and stuff. And I really appreciated it. Mm, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, so whenever he visited the area I live, he was like, we should meet up. And we did. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did. And you know what? You didn't get stabbed. And that's always a good thing. Yeah, especially in downtown St. Louis, it is a good thing. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think I've I don't think I've had like a bad experience meeting up with anybody in the Puckle community. I don't think so. Yeah, you know, we're not really the type of community that attracts people who stab people. You know, honestly, we actually shun those kinds of people. So, <laughs> <laughs> for personal safety reasons, we actively scout them out and ban them from our Discord and say no stabbers allowed. Right? No stabbers. You seem like a stabby kind of person. You can't be here. You hear that, listeners? If if you stab people, you aren't allowed to listen to the podcast. <laughs> uh, what about you, Linian? How, how's everything going? Well, I'm a bit embarrassed to say, all I've been doing is stabbing people for the past couple of days. <laughs> uh, no, I Fire Emblem came out. I woke up uh, from my coma about three days later, and uh, I apparently had finished the Golden Deer run. So oh, it's just God. kind of been uh, doing that and an absurd... We had like a pipe break out in our... Oh, no. Uh, it was like where the, the line was coming in from the city. It wasn't in the house. Uh, it was mm-hmm. just on the oh, that's, that's at least good. That's yeah, least good. but but that was just several several days and trips to Home Depot <laughs> to fix everything. <laughs> yes, uh, uh. but it's it's been bracing. It's been bracing for school and a lot of Fire Emblem. Hasn't been a lot of Pokemon other than PTU. So that's good. Everyone's pretty much hyped about the new games at this point. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I wouldn't say I'm super hyped for Sword and Shield, but I'm I'm excited to get a new Pokemon game. And try it out and see how I see how I cope. <laughs> and I mean that's kind of my big thing. Uh but I other than that, I mean I did the Nuzlocke this week. Uh nothing happened. We literally just grinded for two and a half hours. <laughs> uh well because well, so like we're going to the Elite Four and it's like you get to that part of the game where it's just like, oh, all of my mons are like under leveled for the Elite Four. There's no way that they're gonna make it through unless they have like plus five levels. Mm-hmm. And so and then, it, and then it's Gen 5, so Gen 5 experience is awful. And so we sat there doing Audino just runs back and forth. We still have to get one more. We still have to get Embor to level 50. We still have like five more levels to go on Embor, and then we'll go do, uh, then we'll go do the Elite Four and see if we can beat it. Isn't like 50 it. a bit low? Even? 50? Uh, so, I did, I, so it turns out that the highest level Pokemon that we're going to face throughout the entire thing is going to be a level 54 Hydreigon. As long and, as you cannot speed that, you're good, though. But we're going to beat the Elite Four anyway, and we're going to level up a couple times. We have some rare candies in the bag um, mm. just to be safe if we don't make it. So I just I also don't want to sit there and grind forever. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, I honestly, I just don't want to grind forever. It's totally not like this is run 2.0 anyway. So 3.0, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I just want to keep playing, guys. I do. I just want to keep playing, and everybody in the chat's like, "Yeah, let's do it." The next one's going to be far more formalized. <laughs> the next one's going to be far more formalized. We're going to do. I just want to see do... wipe on oh, on platinum version. No, we're going to do black two, I think, or white two. One of the two. Oh yeah. We're going to do one of those next, and then we'll probably do like a Gen 4 one or something next. It's all right. If you get Magnemite and Black White 2, you just break that Nuzlocke over your knee. Yeah, yeah, you just win. Nice. Other than that, I think that's where we're at. I think that's where... Well, uh, the other... Oh, I do want to make... I do want to make this. This is like a... This is like a personal shout out other than just to somebody other than Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Um, I'm going to actually see him today. He and I have stuff. He and I have plans today, but... uh, Ew, uh, yeah. Today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, the one thing that happened was there's a uh, so I found a local like tabletop gaming store down the street from me that just like opened up. They. I've heard store. about that. I've they've heard been, about. I saw a post on Imager. It was on. It was on Reddit and Imager actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so what happened was they they were going down the, um, because they lost an investor. And mm-hmm. it's like it's really great for the community because like there's a guy there that set up like a library so like kids can come in and like um, borrow like tabletop gaming books and play there. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a really good like community like hub. It's just they just started the, like last year and then they had this happen to them. So the people owning it are just really like they're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Blah, blah, blah. It's got a restaurant inside. It's actually really nice. Yeah, this is, this is this is probably one of the nicest gaming stores I think I've ever been to. That doesn't sound like an effective business model. How do they make money? Uh, they obviously have it. Um, no, they they were just <laughs> about to they were about to turn turn a profit. But I wanted to, so it's called it's called the Raven's Nest. Right, and that's that's that is the one I heard about. Yeah, it's called the Raven's Nest. It's literally walking distance from my house. That's um, really cool. And so I was there last night. I sat and I talked with one of the guys that's like leading the charge who's there and I they're really trying to like keep it alive and I think it's something that needs to be kept alive and because I actually do have an audience and I, I just wanted to spread the word like if you want ki- if you want to help kids like get away from screens you're listening to a Pokemon podcast so probably not exactly up your alley but <laughs> um but if you if you want if you're into tabletop gaming and you want to be able to like keep that going from generation to generation in a really cool local community um, the Raven's Nest is looking, it started a GoFundMe to try to recoup the funds that they lost when an investor dropped out. And the store is just about to turn a profit because they were, they went through a huge thing about trying to get the food, the kitchen open and they got the kitchen open and then they lost the investor. It was really sad. Um, and Ugh. so like they, they're just about to turn a profit. They're like really close. Mm. And so if, uh, if you guys are interested, um, I'm going to actually put the GoFundMe in the show notes today. So you guys can go over there. They're like they're like uh, two thirds of the way to their goal, which uh, blows me away. Um, so I I would really appreciate if you guys took the time and you guys were interested in something like that. I, I think it's some something good for the community because like the people there like um so the way that we operate here at Puckle and this is what really made it hit home for me is like the way we operate here at Puckle is we make money but all of that money goes back into the podcast, back into the community, back into the content we create. Mm-hmm. None of us get paid by it. And that's exactly what the people that are that are helping recoup or save the store are doing. Like there's a couple of guys that just volunteer and are giving like five hours a night to just run the store. And they're not taking any money. They're putting all the money back into the store, back into the community. And I just like that just kind of hit home for me when they when I found out that was happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I'm like, that's what we do. And you know what? More power to them. I think they I think they deserve to keep on going. 
Yep. So that's my that's my plea to uh, plea to um, emotion today. <laughs> that's my that's my good cause. I mean, I, I, th- I think it's something that we should absolutely do. Yeah, and then everyone should move to Dayton, Ohio. Uh, go uh, I don't know that we should all move to Dayton, Ohio, but <laughs> you could all beat Sea Thatch every day, guys. Just no, move you to Dayton, Ohio. This is yeah. my advertisement. Yeah. You can shut up. <laughs> everyone, move to Dayton and annoy Thatch every day for me. You, you will not know where my house is, but that's okay. Um, that's, do I, I? I guess I don't know where your house you don't, is. Nobody knows where my new house is except for Shamu, I think. <laughs> Shamu's the only one that's been here. Time to bribe somebody with fruit snacks. <laughs> I mean, you can go for bribery. I'll go for stabbing. It's fine. <laughs> All right. That is going to be it. Uh, for this intro, but we're going to kick it on over to the news. Let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in. And welcome to the news. We're going to talk about everything except for the stuff we're obviously saving for the topic. But let's just dive right in. Speaking of Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go has announced its next community day as September 15th. It is going to be Turtwig, surprise to no one. And so you can go get Turtwig and there's going to be a move for Torterra that hasn't been announced, but we all know is Frenzy Plant. Yeah, it's going to be Frenzy Plant. Uh, This event will, (laughs) will also have three times capture Stardust. And as always, three-hour lure modules. Okay, yeah, that's actually good. The more interesting part is that they sh- they keep shifting around the community at times, and I thought they were just doing it because summer and the lights out longer, so like they were moving the time later and later. But no, they're just like, yeah, we're just trying to play around with the times and give everybody a chance to go to a community day. And it's running from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Nice. Yeah. Hallelujah. This is like a Sunday, too. Yeah, I don't know. It's a really early time. Uh, at least it's local time. I'm happy they switched everything over to local time. Yeah, that's I will just say so that. much better. Uh, I, I think that is much better than when they were just like, it's going to be PST in the US and then this time over in Europe and this time over in Japan. And it's just like, nope, wherever you live, it's this time. <laughs> it's this time in every time zone. Uh, okay, let me let me see what else we got. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Spectator badges can be purchased for Worlds right now if you want to go get one and go to DC and go to Pokemon Worlds. They were. They sold out. You do need to have a Spectator badge if you want to play spot side events at Worlds. Yes. They're sold out. That's, it was the same way over... Is it sold out too? They Never sold mind. Out. <laughs> I, I lied. I lied. They, they do sell sale. out typically pretty fast. They do sell out pretty fast typically. I'm surprised they're doing an entirely online distribution. Are they not like having any extras go on sale the morning before? At present, it's unclear. They haven't said yes. yes. They haven't said no. They just they've been yes. mum on it. <laughs> yes, this is true. You know, I'm not I'm not in a hurry to go on vacation to Washington D.C. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that's really interesting is that Pokemon Center is doing essentially like a pop up Pokemon Center in London. It is really huh. cute. Uh, October 18th to November 15th, they are going to be doing a uh, a pop up Pokemon Center at, at Westfield, London. And it'll feature Pokemon Center products, and I, which is really cool for Europe because Europe doesn't have PokemonCenter.com like we do here in the U.S. Uh, the the one thing I really really wish we had were actual Pokemon centers. I, I'm sad that this is just a pop up, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like a temporary Pokemon Center for a month. Uh, I really wish that we got a full on Pokemon Center like somewhere else. I mean, they got the one in Singapore. 
I would love to see like even in the big cities here. I miss I miss the Pokemon Center we had in New York, which turned into Nintendo NY. Uh, and it still has the Pokeball door handles, by the way, if you ever go there. <laughs> I mean, that's really cool. And because it used to be a Pokemon Center. Yeah. Uh, and I really do. I wish we had some more Pokemon Centers like scattered throughout the U.S., though. Like do it wherever regionals are. Put one in Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's a place. <laughs> they, I, they put a regional back there, which is interesting to me in uh, for a lot of reasons. But I don't want to get into them on the show. Yeah. But it's uh, it's very interesting. Um. Yeah, it's it's a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> um, Pokemon Masters has also been a, a released in Canada and in uh, where is it? Singapore. It's a preview version, I think. Oh, yeah, it's a special preview version. Um, so yeah. you can it contains the first thirteen chapters and sixty sync pairs, which sounds like it's almost the entire game. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How many recognizable characters can we stick in this mobile game before we start doing swimsuit editions? <laughs> Man, I so I don't know if it's going to be swimsuit editions per se, but I do think Pokemon Masters is going to do like separate outfits. I mean, we've already kind of seen it with Brock. That's, they are one hundred percent going to do a swimsuit version of. Swimsuit. I I don't think they I don't think they'll do swimsuits, and I'll explain to you why. Because Pokemon is more kid friendly than something like Fire Emblem that does do swimsuit editions. <laughs> they, I don't I, think I they'll do particularly revealing swimsuit editions but i think they'll do like a summer festival and there'll be <laughs> yeah i mean i'm just waiting like it's not gonna be cynthia is not gonna be in that i'm just throwing it out there. um i mean you said it's not gonna happen it's gonna happen yeah. <laughs> right. i i'm i also don't know how i feel about pokemon masters and i don't know if i can say that it's gonna be successful yet either I think that we probably shouldn't help any more predatory mobile games, but everyone do what they want. They're really pushing Masters, and I'm sure you're going to get a couple of whales, but one, it's definitely not going to be bigger than Pokemon Go, and two, I I don't know if it can be as big as Fire Emblem uh, Heroes. If it is, it's going to be as big as Fire Emblem Heroes, and that's where it stops. And Fire Emblem Heroes is doing pretty well for itself, so... Yeah, it's still doing well, especially with the recent push from all the new characters. Yeah, like, it's... there were a lot of new characters. I feel like that was part of the design of Three Houses. It's like, what can we do as a concept to introduce as many characters as possible in a single game? I don't know. If you look at if you look at the this is a this is a tangent from non Pokemon to Fire Emblem. Uh, if you look at the history of Fire Emblem, they've done that a lot. Like, I think the biggest mm-hmm. one was th- these are games that are re- really skipped over too in Fire Emblem history: Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn. Um, mm-hmm. When you go to Radiant Dawn, they bring all of the characters back except for one from uh, Path of Radiance, and then they add on to it. And so you end up with like 72 unique characters that you can have Yep. Uh, in uh, in Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. Or not Path of Radiance, Radiant Dawn. And you uh, that that's nutsos, and I think that's crazy, and I think the games always do well when they have like an excessive number of characters. And so that's what they were doing here. And they were the only difference is they gave you a way to make sure that you played with them all. Yep. <laughs> that that was the difference of what they did here. They, I mean, even Fates had an absurd amount of characters. Yes. The difference between Fates and Three Houses is less than ten. Uh, I believe that. No, I think I think Fates. The re- the reason that Fates really screwed up was that their story for each particular line wasn't unique. There was always something missing, and you needed to get the full story by yep. playing all three paths. And here, you don't need to do that. You can get away with just playing one path and feeling fulfilled. Yep. And, um, and now here comes the part where we tie this into Pokemon Conquest, right? Yeah. And then Pokemon <laughs> Conquest is coming. Actually, part uh, a lot of Fire Emblem Three Houses was designed by the same team as the team that designed Pokemon Conquest. Fun fact. That that's cool. 
Yeah, Fun fact. I, that makes circle. sense given the amount of character development in both games. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally a character in Three Houses whose whole thing is, I like to eat meat and train. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's fine. He gets great by the end. I love Raphael. <laughs> Don't at me. That's true. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I don't think there's been that much more news, actually, other than if you play Pokemon Go again, uh, Shadow Ralts is now available. And uh, let's see. Um, this week is also we've also had the Pokemon Go challenge because they were doing the uh, they're doing an event for I believe it's Yokohama, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're doing an event for Yokohama. So we had global challenges again. And it sounds like that we've hit everything so far. So next weekend, or I guess this weekend, actually, um, starting on Tuesday for a week, you're going to get triple capture Stardust, triple hatch Stardust and guarantee 3000 Stardust from raids in one hour durations on star pieces. Yay. And there will also be a special Soikun raid day on August 17th. Sweet. Yeah. Um, everything else is the news that we want to say for the topic. So I don't want to get into it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because there's there's like a lot to say there, and it's like it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of meaty for a two minute trailer. I, I I have opinions on the trailers, and well, that's where we'll start. But uh, let's let's take a break here, and we'll shift on over to our Pokey Quiz segment, where we're gonna quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. <laughs> And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. No internet, boys, because if you use it, you're cheating, and cheating's bad, okay? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's real bad. And so you guys don't want to do that. You guys want to use what's in your noggins. And you want to answer these five Pokemon-themed trivia questions for a possible total of seven points today. You're racing your fellow co-host to a total of 30 points. Whoever gets there first gets a $20 Tee Public credit to the Puckle Tee Public store where they can buy things like throw pillows and tapestries, mostly tapestries and throw pillows. <laughs> tapestries uh, to give to Seth. Tapestries. I want... I want I want Seth to be really good at VGC next year, and when he goes to Worlds, he wears, like, a Puckle logo tapestry around his, <laughs> his neck and, like, goes in oh, and ba- does battle. We can be his team, yeah. Oh, my gosh, we could. We could be totally toxic. <laughs> and, I'll get the Vuvuzuelas, the bifurcated right. Vuvuzuelas. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope Team Public can make those for us. And... Uh, but yes, uh, well, this is this is what we do. This part of the show is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for all this cool anime art. These guys are awesome. Uh, they're going to be at MitsuriCon 2 next week. Yay! So if you're going and you're hanging out with me or coming to see me, you can also come and see them. So You can be yeah. one of two to three people who show up to Thatch's conference. I think there's going to be more <laughs> than that, honestly. But, uh, I think there'll be like four. Okay. Uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. I think it's gonna be like four people, four whole people, because my wife will be there, and <laughs> one of the gravies will be there, and two people who have wandered in from the hallway. We might hit five if the janitor's there. Um, hey, hey. Oh, and and like the proctor who's like required to be. <laughs> yes, there we go. Six. We're at six now. We're good. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we got a packed house. 
<laughs> All right. But without further ado, let's jump into these questions. Question number one. Uh, you get a plus or minus two on this. Oh, no. How many items heal all major status conditions? All of them. So like, or heal any of them. Right. Okay, so there's the seven generation items. There's one from each. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, full heal. What's the one in Gen 1? Oh, you're right. So subtract one. That's six. Okay, so Rage Candy Bar, Lava Cookie. The Old Ghetto, Castelia Cone, Big Malasada, uh, and the... I, the yeah, there is There's one. There's one in Gen 6. I don't remember what so it is. So 6, 7. So 7, including a full heal. Lumberry uh, makes gen- 8. Lumberry makes 8, yep. Um, is there another thing to the, to the berries? Full restore. Full restore. Okay, so that's 9. Uh, right. uh, a max revive I don't think would count. <laughs> no, it's already has fainted. Yep. Fainting removes status conditions. Uh, 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 All right. Uh, uh, and it has okay. to be an item, correct? It can't be like... Yes, it needs to be an item. Okay. Um, does Sacred Ash revive your Yeah, current? it's a revival. Does it... Um, That's all. It, it's, heal your current? I don't think so. I think it's just a revival item. Okay. All right. Uh, then there's the the uh, Bitter Herb Dust. And... Isn't okay, there a yeah. Full so heal, isn't there a full restore version of an herb, too? I just need a number. I know. I'm just trying uh, to count. <laughs> We're at, I believe. Is there a full restore? I think there is. So 11. Yeah. We'll say 11. 11 is within the margin of error. Oh. The answer is 12. Oh. Uh, uh, the answers are big Molasonic, Acelia cone, full heal, full restore, heal powder. The reason you got it wrong is because in uh, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. They uh they added in a Kanto item for it called the Pewter Crunchies. Oh, um, <laughs> and so that's the only reason you got it wrong. You got everything. Okay, else. I gotcha. uh, wow. that's the only one you missed. But yeah, that's one point. Sweet, nice. Uh, all right. So the next question is: What four times weakness is the most common? What type is uh, gives the most four times weaknesses of any? Wouldn't of it any be? Type? Those are two different. Qu- oh, like wait, how many? Yeah, those are two different questions. Is it like which? Uh, let me double uh, check. More let Pokemon? me double check. Uh, let me do the check, but I'm pretty sure. If it's, what four times weakness is the most common? Okay, so it's either fighting or rock. I feel so. It should be. I thought it was rock. No, water. no. It's it's what it's what what four water times ground. weakness is the most common? Yes, that's the. So answer. I think it's water ground probably. Because you got Quagsire, Gas. No, no, no. It's it's what type it makes that super effective hit. What's what type makes the so most like four times super effective hits? So. Let's, um, so if okay. it was if the answer was rock, it would be because there are the most bug flying slash bug. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's that is the clarification. Okay, so it's probably rock or fighting. I feel. I think it's rock because you've got rock, steel, rock, ice, rock. No, 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 uh, no. no. Okay. So rock would be the type that is super that hits the most things for super effective damage. Four X. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think it's rock because there's so many bug flyings slash other. I mean, you think of how good stealth rocks is fire flyings. Yeah. Yeah. I I gotcha. All right. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, it's either that or fighting, but I feel like it's I feel like it's probably rock. Yeah, I'm gonna go with rock. Rock. Final answer. 
That is unfortunately incorrect. Oh. The answer is grass. Oh. Really? Yeah, you got you got a lot of rock ground types in there, and oh, uh, the water ground types. Yeah, it's, uh, it's grass. It turns out. Huh. Nice. Uh, yeah, fun fun fact. All right. Yeah, it's super fun. I would have thought. There ice you next. go. <laughs> All right. So moving on, our next question is the Pokedex entry question, as always. Um, or uh, what's his name? Oshawa gave it to me too late, so I made up my own. It's Pokemon Diamond entry reads. It lives on the deep sea floor. It attracts prey by flashing patterns on its four tail fins. This feels like a Luminion thing? No. Four, four tail, tail fins. fins. Four tail fins. Right. Uh. <laughs> huh. So what what has what lives on this floor? What? The only thing I can think of that has like multiple fins is freaking Luminion, and that thing is just yeah. I'm gonna go with my gut. I'm going with my gut. Luminion. Yeah, I think it's Luminion. Luminion is correct. Yay. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I just always forget Luminion as a Pokemon, like constantly. I right. constantly forget. No uh, fault. So, <laughs> you wouldn't think that it would have to attract prey. Like, yeah, I thought it was a, 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 an herbivore, to be perfectly honest. This question is your bonus point question. You got a chance for two points here. Uh, and you need to give both answers and you get both points. There, there you go. What two Generation 2 Pokemon have been in every regional dex since their introduction? Okay. Bonsly comes to mind. What two regional dex? From Generation 2. Yeah, Sudowoodo <clears throat> comes to mind. Um, but I don't think it okay. was in Gen 3, actually. It was uh, Emerald version. Uh, it, there was one available at the Battle Frontier. Was it in the regional dex, though? No. Then it's then it wouldn't count. Um okay. uh I think one of them is obviously Blissey. Uh, uh okay. So You do still have the hint as well. Yeah, well let's that. use the hint because we, we can't get the bonus. Yeah, sure. Uh so one of uh they're both dual type. Okay. Uh, I'll give you that uh, as a as a freebie, and uh, one is the evolution of an older Pokemon, and the other one is a single stage. So it's Steelix and a dual type single stage. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, was Skarmory in the Gen Four regional decks? Um. Let me think. Oh, jeez. <sighs> Where would it have been? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, well, one is definitely Steelix because it, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and the other would be so dual type that it's a bug type. Is it Ledian? Is it no, because it's a single stage Heracross. Oh, it might be Heracross because. Huh. Let's go. Oh yeah, it wasn't Gen Four. It wasn't Gen Three. It was in Gen 6, and it was in Gen 7. So was yeah. it in Gen 5? I have no so idea, Heracross. but I can't... I, I Sure. Yeah. Steelix and Heracross. 
That is correct on one account. Heracross is correct. Oh. The other Pokemon huh. was not Steelix. It was Crobat. Oh, oh of course. Right. <laughs> it was yeah. Crobat. So you guys are three for four today. Your next question is the base deck question, as always. And I want to know, what steel type has the lowest base HP of all steel types? Oof. Hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, huh. Okay, this is probably first. I'll stay with a base stat of 10 as well. I'll throw that in there for you. Uh, maybe it's Meltan? No, Meltan's is not. Uh, Aron? No, 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 no. Okay, so... Let's think about this. So what are, like, super bad Pokemon? <laughs> right. Uh, I'm just thinking first evolution. Yeah, well, either first or things that have, like, meme stats, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Get what you mean. <laughs> well, like, like think... <laughs> um, I can't... Is there any... Oh! Oh, 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 oh. I just don't think of it as a steel type. Uh, Diglett. Diglett has, like, a pathetic, pathetic oh. base HP. Huh. Lola yeah, Diglett Alone, Alone is Diglett. steel type. Yeah. yeah, let's go with that. That sounds great. Little cup knowledge. <laughs> Thank you for coming in handy. Alolan Diglett. Final answer. Alolan Diglett is correct. Yay. Thank you, guys. Four points today. You guys are doing, uh, doing. I mean, that's that's average. That's what I consider a good one. Actually, that puts uh, Lenny and Sigma together as a tie. Oh no! <laughs> um, yeah, at twenty six points, uh, who's gonna win? Right. Who's gonna win? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Scrawn, that also moves you up a little bit. If that makes you yeah. Feel <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So tied for first, we have Sigma and Linian with twenty six points. In third place, we have Snag with twenty. Tied for fourth place, we have Whimsicott and Seth Vila with 19. In sixth place, we have Sublime with 18. In seventh, we have Scrawn with 12. In eighth, Dr. Shamu with 10. In ninth, Basket with four. And in tenth, Jushiro with three. That is it for this episode of Puckle's Pokey Quiz. And we are going to take a short break and be right back at you with the topic. And here we are with yet another iTunes review from BZ4591. So thank you. It's titled A Community to Proudly Be a Part of. If you're looking for more Pokemon content, this is the place to be. Puckle releases content weekly, administrating just enough dose to get those through otherwise ordinary Mondays. You can count on Thatch and the gang to entertain you with positive and well-balanced content every time. Each podcast feels as though you're hanging out with longtime friends, bonding over your favorite pastime, Pokemon. Thank you for that. We really appreciate it. And if you want to help out the show, you can just go over to iTunes, drop us a rating, or whatever platform you listen to us on. We really appreciate it. And I hope to hear from you guys in the future through these. So we will catch you on the flip-flop. Let's head to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be the newest Pokemon Sword and Shield trailer about Galarian forms, Team Yell, new rivals. Uh, the the one thing, okay, so I do want to start this off real quick because I think there's a difference between the trailers this time around versus the trailers we got in the Sun and Moon announcement cycle. I feel like these trailers are way faster paced. They are. And if and if you blink, you'll miss something. And I don't know that I like that. Uh, I want them to just slow it down. Like, take that two-minute trailer, stretch it to five minutes, guys. I'm okay with it. Right, right, right. 
just stretch it out. Like that way, like I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Like show me Zigzagoon using knockoff. I don't know. Like <laughs> that, that's all I need. Like just just extend it out a little bit. Just like fluff it up a little bit. I don't need much more than that. Uh, I just it just feels way faster paced than previously, and I I'm not a big fan of how fast it's going because I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, it was only a two minute trailer, and then I was sitting down like thinking about this episode this week and if we could actually push a whole episode. I'm like, yeah, we absolutely can. Um, they they just pack so much of it into two minutes. Mm-hmm. So I my my appeal to the Pokemon company: if you're not going to bring back the national decks, at least stretch out your trailers. Um, and with what they did give us, though. The Pokemon have been received pretty well. I oh think. yeah, I I do like that they're they're definitely doing a slower rollout of Pokemon because we didn't get a lot of new Pokemon in that trailer, uh, but we got a lot of information in that trailer. So before we get it really big into like Galarian forms and stuff like that, I do want to talk very shortly about more Pico, more Peko, I believe. More Peko, more Pico. Weird little thing. <laughs> um, and it's really weird because first of all, it's first of all it's our Pikachu clone. Uh, second of all, it is the first electric dark type to ever exist. Too bad it's a Pikachu clone. Um, and it's got a new ability called hunger switch. And so some Pokemon can change their form often because of the effects of certain items or their own ability. Some of these form changes don't simply change the Pokemon's appearance though. They can also change the, uh, change its moves. And so more Pico or more Peko gets a new, new attack called aura wheel. Um, which can be electric or dark type depending on what form it's in. It's either in its normal form or it's hangry mode. Hangry? Um, hangry. Yeah, it's called hangry. Yeah. It's hangry. Because <laughs> his ability is called hunger switch. And I don't, I'm not exactly sure what triggers hunger switch. Uh, they, it was on the but, website. It swaps every turn. Okay. It always swaps. Ah, it's just every turn. Uh. That's actually really cool. I'm a fan. Um, and I mean, it's a cute little gimmick and something that I might use in a playthrough. I would never use that competitively, but I think it's a very fun playthrough mechanic. <laughs> right. Uh, so more Peko is out, and he's okay. What do you guys feel? Do you guys feel anything about this or no? More Peko. I is... think it's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't dislike it. Like it's just it's a very neutral design. Depending on if other base stats change, I think I'll have a stronger reaction to it one way or the other. The dark form kind of looks like Gengar. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Like if it if its stats swap up a lot every turn, I think I'm going to hate it. If it only changes aura wheel, I think I'm going to be kind of bored. I think uh, that's probably what's going to be. It is honestly. I, I think it's just going to be a minor, like essentially aesthetic change minus aura wheel. And uh, the thing that scared me the most is when they introduced it. They introduced it after the Galarian forms, and I'm like, wait a second, did they just do a Galarian Pikachu? <laughs> <laughs> This is what you get if you evolve a Ooh. Pikachu in uh in Galar. You get a more Peko. That was that was legitimately my my biggest worry was that more Peko <laughs> was like uh it was gonna be it was gonna it was a Galarian Pikachu and I'm just like, what are they doing? Are they just like are they just pooping all over Pokemon right now? And <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't believe it. But, but yeah, it's it's okay. So we've been talking about it, obviously, and I think the biggest thing that I really want to talk about today is Galarian forms because mm-hmm. I have so many feelings. I have so many feelings. Some good, some weird. It's okay. Puberty is a tough time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super. I'm super cool with Galarian forms coming back. I got super hype because uh, I think regional variants were some of the coolest ways to revisit old Pokemon and make them more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
And I, I think I think we can all agree to that. I think it's super cool. I'm happy they are actually building upon some mechanic instead of di- ditching it like Mega Evolution did. And they're they're like, yeah, regionals were, went over really well in Sun and Moon. Let's keep that going. Mm-hmm. And and so we actually have Galarian forms, which is very exciting. And I'm very excited because the first one they showed was Zigzagoon, which guess what? Isn't from Generation One. First one they showed yeah. was Weezing, but it was Weezing. Actually, you're right. But then they showed Zigzagoon, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> and I was so happy. So was I. <laughs> I was so happy. I'm like, that's not a Gen 1 Pokemon. You know and they're going to merchandise the hell out of that Zigzagoon, right? <laughs> and I will buy all of it. That thing looks amazing. I will buy a Galarian Zigzagoon plush. It is literally a black and white version of Zigzagoon. With star eyes and a Gene Simmons tongue. Come on, get on board. <laughs> they literally made it based on Kiss. They literally based it on Kiss. Uh, and... And so, like, uh, I I think it's really cool. It's uh, we got really cool Galarian Zigzagoon. It's fantastic. Who doesn't love Galarian Zigzagoon? And the the only problem I have with it is that they every time they go, oh, we should we should change up. Uh, we should give a uh, original variant to a basic normal type Pokemon. They go, is this a dark type? Yeah. <laughs> is this a dark type? And then it's a dark type. And it's a it's and if it, it's not a pure dark type because that would be it's a dark normal. Uh, because yeah. it wasn't screwed enough. Yeah. And <laughs> it gets an extra stab. It gets an extra immunity, I guess. And uh, uh, a crippling fighting weakness yeah. to Mach Punch. Yep. Right. <laughs> yep. Uh, so they, obviously you have Galarian Zigzagoon, but you also have Galarian Linoon. And I think the biggest thing that came out of this, though, was that Galarian Linoon actually evolves into Obstagoon. And I have I have mixed feelings because one I think it's really cool that we are getting evolutions based on old Pokemon again, mm-hmm. which is something that is, hasn't happened since Gen Four. So since like two thousand nine, this hasn't happened in a decade. But it's really an old Pokemon if it's a new form. So th- so that's where it, I so the big problem we all found with adding new evolutions to Pokemon was that you can't Eviolite. the Eviolite the Eviolite problem. Like I, I I'm sure that's not the only thing on their mind, but the Eviolite problem they don't really want to deal with that. And they found a way around it by saying Galarian Zigzagoon is kind of a different species than regular Zigzagoon, mm-hmm. which I'm okay with. And and they go, now he can evolve. And I, I, I have mixed feelings about this because what, what really gets me worried is something like the Cubone to Alolan Marowak thing happening where we get f- like th- there's that Surfetch leak that we have. Um, I'm hoping we get a Galarian form of Farfetch'd if it's true. Yeah. It's a Galarian form of Farfetch'd that evolves. And not just regular Farfetch that evolves, because if it's regular Farfetch that evolves into like a uh, Galarian Pokemon named Surfetched, I I can't I can't eat that I can't swallow that. Um, it's uh it just feels very much like they created the Pokemon to see that will never exist again, and um I think it just adds insult to injury on top of the national dex thing. Here I'm fine with Obstagoon. I think Obstagoon is done in a very good way. And it's not like Linoon couldn't use an extra 100 base stats. Right. You know? Right. Uh, I'm horrified if this thing keeps belly drum extreme speed. Uh, I don't think it will. We have we have a lot of differences between the Alolan variants already in terms of move pool. Oh, I'm sure. So I just don't want that thing to have yet more power and then guts. Yes. Please. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> uh, that would be no use. Uh, yeah. like, like no, that would be T-flame levels of oppressive. Like, yeah, but yeah, honestly, 
I I don't think it's going to be that great. I, I it's going to be interesting. It's going to be again something that's going to be cool for a playthrough, but I doubt it'll be competitively viable in any sense. Yeah, the typing is crippling. Uh, yeah, what isn't crippling though is a Lolan or not a Lolan Galarian Weezing. I love it. It's capitalism Weezing. It is capitalism. It's so good. I, you know, I'm. It's such a cool design though. I'm kind of okay right. with it because like if if there is a Pokemon that needed uh needed the regional variant like this or a refresh, it was Weezing. Yep. And what's even cooler is it's got it's got Poison Fairy typing, which is really really cool. Um, yeah. And the Pokedex lore is even cooler for it. Um, because they they said that Galarian Weasning consumes polluted air and poisonous gases for sustenance. The air and gases absorbed will have toxins removed before spewing out again from the top of Weasing's heads. So it's oh. purifying the air. Yep. It's literally the opposite of regular Weasing, which just spews out toxic gas. That's really cool. Uh, the toxins oh accumulated God. in Weezing's body form into concentrated poison gas clouds that leak out and drift around it. The gas is so potent that even a whiff is enough to stun and immobilize an opponent. Uh, it is huh. Weezing's best weapon during battles. And this also makes me think that we're not getting, like, Alolan coughing, because I think when they announced Alolan Vulpix and Alolan Ninetales, they announced them together. They did. And they announced Alolan uh, Muck months before Alolan Grimer. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Never mind. I lied. I think we're uh, getting I, with a bowler hat. <laughs> That would be kind of cool. I mean, I'm okay with all of that. Um, I The only thing that really concerns me about this is, does that mean that we're not going to be able to transfer, like, regular reasoning in well, we don't, from Pokemon Home? We just don't know. And if we... I know, that it hurts me, and I and don't like we, that. If we can, that probably means we'll be able to, say, Executors in the, the, the decks, right? Be able to then yeah. transfer mm-hmm. Alolan Executors. So I think it could be a good sign. We really don't know. I think that's... I think that's a typical thing that we can actually we can assume because I mean they even did it in Let's Go. Yeah, they brought the Alolan forms into Let's Go, so with, which we also had a limited deck. So I would assume that if the Pokemon's in there, all of its forms are also in there. I, um, I, I yeah, I hope so. Uh, I, I think that's a safe assumption. I would like to th- I would like to hope that's a, that's a safe well. I thought assumption. all of the Pokemon in the game was a safe assumption. Here we are. Mm. Yes, so I'm just that's tampering true. all. Not tampering. I'm just keeping my expectations. Yeah, well, within reason. About now. Something else on the trailer that was revealed. Uh, did you guys notice the Pokemon Center Rotom? Yes. Uh, uh, so that's a that's like a new thing. New Poke jobs. Mm-hmm. Which is essentially well, it's from my understanding, it's essentially just uh, what's it called? I level um, up. Oh yeah, it's the, just uh, it's just uh, it's just the Poke Pelago. Yep. <laughs> They're just like, hey, let's make the Poke Pelago again. And nice. that's what they did. And um, divorcing the the exp the passive exp from breeding is always good. Please keep doing that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool how they've progressed in the timeline with Rotom as a Pokemon. Because uh, from Gen Four, it was like this newly discovered Pokemon by Caron that yeah. like was deemed a threat because of its like po- incredible power at being able to control technological devices. And then you have like. Uh, Gen 5 and 6 where you're finding more and more Rotoms in the wild uh, in like trash cans and stuff and then like Gen 7 it's being used like at, in a symbiotic relationship with people literally yeah I, as the I, I'm gonna be annoyed if Rotom isn't catchable I'm gonna be annoyed I'm just gonna throw it out there can't wait for Gen uh, 12 where we have to go back in time to stop the the rise of Sky Rotom just <laughs> find John Caron and make him and stop the 
Yeah, the Gen 8 twist is that now there's a Rotom in every Pokemon Center for your convenience. Well, so not only out. that, they have it like they have it controlling cameras and stuff in previous trailers. It's crazy. It, like, yeah, no, it's yeah, like it's, it's controlling the, drones. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah. <laughs> it, Rotom better be catchable in this game. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You're gonna be sorry for not tapping that Rotom back in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. To play in, Roto Loto. <laughs> In uh, in the Galar region, it is very common for people in Pokemon to work together. Many corporations and universities request the help of Pokemon through what is known as Poke Jobs. You can check available Poke Jobs at the Rotami Center, uh, Rotami in Pokemon Centers, and you'll also be able to send Pokemon from your boxes directly to any job you accept. The Pokemon you send will help out with a job and experience will even help them grow. There are many different Poke Jobs available. You'll be able to find certain types of Pokemon are, are suited for specific jobs too. Helping out for a long time or sending as many Pokemon as you can on a job also nets some good results. You might even receive some rare items. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I don't know. It makes it seem like more of a living world because like they actually have corporations that like have logos and stuff. Yeah. It, so it's I, I'm really okay with it. It's good world building. Uh, I think, yeah, it's really, really interesting as a world building uh, tool. And I, I'm, again, I'm okay with it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm perfectly okay with it. This game has so many good things in it. Um, I, I hope that they keep it going and it's worth it and it's not disappointing. Um, we also got some more stuff out of this trailer because who would have thought, um, <laughs> we got two new, tr- uh, two new rivals out of it. The first one being bead, um, who is one of your rivals who's skilled at Pokemon battles and is the pride to match. He has joined the gym challenge and having received his endorsement from Rose, the chairman of the Galar Pokemon region, while he is clearly aiming to become champion, he all seems to have other objectives as well dot 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 so he's evil uh, but so he's a bad guy <laughs> uh no no Lenin, he's not evil he's he's questionably sinister but ends up being good at the end i imagine this is just this is like a gary this is just a gary we got a gary i've got a crack theory and it's it, it comes from his name but so in in arthurian myth there is a lesser-known but important knight, Bedivere, whose name is spelled, you know, Bede basically is that, and all of the other names have been so mm-hmm. normal that this has kind of made me go, hmm. Now, in the story, Bedivere is the one who, when Arthur is killed at Camelon, takes the sword back to the Lady in the Lake, uh, basically throws Excalibur back. I yeah. have a feeling that with the legendaries being sword and shield, like, based around that, you know, based around weaponry... He's going to tie it. He's going to be trying to bring a, a sword either to them or from them to the, the evil Pokemon. But he's going to have that moment of he him taking the legendary's item and going somewhere with it. I feel like that's the, the illusion with his name. <gasps> that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's, I, I love some meta references. So I'm, I'm calling my shot. It's a long ways out, but... <laughs> I'm calling it Bede's yeah, Bedivere. Ha- you'll have it recorded. <laughs> <laughs> if it happens or something similar happens. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Get your predictions out there. We also got yet another rival <laughs> um, named Marnie, the goth princess. Marnie is one of your rivals who has a competitive side. Together, her partner, Morpeko, and she aimed to become champion of the Galar region in order to accomplish a certain goal. 
certain goal. What? What? The bank. How could you? God. Um, she has many passionate fans thanks to her sense of style and calm, calculated battle strategies. So she's also the uh, leader, I guess, essentially the leader of Team Yell. We have no idea if she um, wants to be, but she is. I mean, they're just in the background sometimes, and she's not telling them to go away. She's also not so, actively uh, encouraged, like, because they had the Japanese trailer with dialogue bits. She yeah. never encourages them. She's just kind of Oh, actually, there. okay, so wait, it's actually on the page about Team Yell. So Team Yell is a group of troublemakers who seem to appear wherever the gym challenge takes you and who attempt to get in your way at every opportunity. And then we've got the guy with the Vuvuzuela and the guy with the uh, with the throw pill with the waifu pillow. It's so good. Um and so we want nothing more than for Marty to become champion. And they try to obstruct other challengers in all sorts of ways. They take over hotel lobbies, prevent other challengers from ex- accessing transportation, and even shout and distract opponents during battle. Whenever, whenever Marty battles, it seems these team yell grunts are quick to appear, showing their support with Marty print towels and also horns. Oh my god, it's like a lesson in sportsmanship. <laughs> Uh, like and what not to do? Right? They're hooligans, and they're also they're like hooligans. the worst part of waifu culture. It's amazing. Yes, I've never wanted uh, to dismantle a team so badly. <laughs> so uh, it, it right. keeps going. Um, we have a couple <laughs> little blurbs. You'll have to face them many times throughout your travels. They'll try to get in the way of gym challengers. Marnie seems to be able to get them to stop, though, <laughs> and they'll show up out of nowhere to cheer Marnie on. Uh, that is Team Yell. I'm glad huh. that we got another Team Skull out of this. Um, you know, it's it's even lamer than Team Skull. Yeah, it is. It's way <laughs> lamer really, than Team Skull. Team Skull had, like, a legitimate argument. They were disaffected youths. Uh, <laughs> but still, like, I did it out of all the possible, like, evil potential. This is it's somehow less evil than Team Skull. Yeah, no. And Team Skull was just a bunch of disenfranchised young people who <laughs> were disillusioned with the with the system. This is just a bunch of rowdy sports fans. Yeah, I can't wait for the next evil team. A bunch of mid level accountants who just want to get home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of doing I think, taxes. I think that might hit too fu- too. It might hit too close to home for a lot of Pokemon and Company employees. <laughs> Um, they might hit too close to home. Oh my god! Um, but I mean, yeah, these were all the updates that we got. I mean, there there was a good chunk of stuff that just comes out of these drops. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Um, that was a two minute trailer. Yeah, and just like stretch it out, guys, fluff it out. Um, I I'm also amazed with the number of Pokemon they haven't revealed yet. I think they finally like took that to heart. Yeah, because if you look at the number of Pokemon that have been revealed thus far, it's not that many. It, it's like on the order of like twenty something. I mean, um, they're probably only going to have like seventy. Yeah, but that's still that's on par with every other gen previously, uh, and I'm okay yeah, with that. Through six, and I mean, how many did we get in Gen Seven before the game was released? It was like sixty out of the seventy. We got the, we got most majority. of them. We got. I think the only ones we didn't get were like a Requinid and um, Tachapex, and we also didn't get a. Uh, Golisopod. We knew Wimpod evolved, but not into what? Oh yeah, that's the only thing. That's the only Del thing. Yeah, we got most of them. I, yeah, we got. I mean, I think it was like minus ten. Yeah. It was like minus ten out of the eighty we got. Yeah, and here we're like twenty. And I honestly, I'm really okay with them not adding a ton of Pokemon to every Pokemon game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flat out say it. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, I don't. I, I was perfect. Like when they announced uh, that Gen Six was only gonna have like sixty nine new Pokemon, I was not upset. 
As long- and, and that was the, that's a trend I'm okay with because it, honestly, a lot of all of the designs come out as winners in my mind after that. Yeah. Because if you look at Gen Five, we had a lot of weak designs. I think that was the last gen I could say we had weak designs. And and now they're all good. The weakest Pokemon in Gen Seven was probably uh, Bruxish, and even then, it was still very thematic to the location. Like it exactly didn't fit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it fit the ecosystem because it like protects reefs from toxic effects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very good, but yeah, that is that is where I guess we'll wrap things up. Uh, we're we're all very excited for this, and we really like a lot of these concepts. So that is uh, where we'll cut it, and we'll be right back at you guys after a short break with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Well, school's coming up, kids. If you want some cool new swag for, I don't know, back-to-school season, you can go over to the Puckle Tee Public Store, and you can go and grab any kind of designs, whether it just be the Puckle logo so you can represent uh, me and the company that all these people are working for. Or maybe you just want something cool like a Pokemon like Dragonite Kanji shirt. It's fantastic. We got everything over there. If not, maybe you want to throw a pillow to throw in your apartment if you're going to college. Just some cool artwork to put on your wall. You can just go grab some of the Puckle staff uh, pictures that Basket put up. They're great. Uh, I suggest it. Everything you can buy there helps us out in any single way that you can possibly do it. Uh, It's a great way to support the show and get something in return. So please go do it. And I will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Pokemon the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 110, Weezing, the poison gas Pokemon. It feeds by growing... Uh, it grows by feeding on gases released by garbage. Though very rare, triplets have been found. That's from Pokemon Black and White. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. I don't want to like, see well, a So, like, there's the... <laughs> so, okay, okay. But it, it's, like, very... It's very easy to see that happening because it's... Uh, you got the two heads of Weezing, right? But then you got the little ball that connects the two of them. I, I mean, yeah. That's where the triplet would happen. I, That's where the triplet would happen. I know. I just don't enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, just imagine a singular grotesque eye growing on that other Oh, uh, just don't. <laughs> Please, no. So, uh, we we are doing wheezing this week because obviously Galarian wheezing. But also, I wanted to just... Uh, the team that we're talking about today isn't one that we built um, for a change. Because uh, it's, it's a pain to build a team every week. And... So I actually found a team on the Smogon forums. It was an old NU team uh, was wheezing on it. And I think it's a lot of fun because there's like two Eviolite Mons on this NU team and it just looks stupid fun. And I want to talk about it. So um, this team wasn't built around wheezing. It was built around Bronzor. So I, I guess we'll just step through the the team building process and how how they thought it through. So Bronzor it was using is being used because it's NU and Bronzor did not but <laughs> bronzong is not in an NU. <laughs> I think it's still in RU. I think it's up in RU. Uh so Bronzor at Eviolite at 248 HP, 144 defense and 116 special defense, calm nature, uh IV zero attack, stealth rock, toxic rest, psi wave. It's pretty much a bronzor it's bronzong set, but on a bronzor. Right. With Eviolite. Um, and also, just for people at home, having the defense and sp- special defense EVs in there are actually really, really good for Eviolite Mons because they really capitalize on that with Eviolite. Um, so Bronzor was chosen because he's an ice resist. He just, he does really fun stuff and he's a Bronzor. And so 
what do you want to do with that? You want to pair that up with a Mega Audino because why not? It's so cool. Um, so this whole team I'm super excited about. So this is Audino with Audinite, obviously, with the regenerator ability, 252 HP, 48 special attack, 208 special defense, calm nature with wish, protect, dazzling gleam, heal bell. It is a pretty standard Mega Audino set. Um, it is because with Bronzor, um, he doesn't have reliable recovery, as do not a lot of mods on this team. So it actually really helps to have that wish there. Um, it is also uh, very good at soaking up knockoffs that come in because one, you can't knock it off. And two, Mega Audino is going to resist that. And it's uh, I mean, it's it's a stall team that this is going to be. So Seth Bio would be proud. And it's uh, it's just really good. It's a really good uh, stall cleric. And it's just fantastic. It checks Shiftry. It checks Malamar. And a bunch of other uh, dark types in the tier, um, and it can it can three hit KO Malamar with Dazzling Gleam, which is which is a benchmark, I guess. Um, who wants to grab this next one? All right, next one we've got is the Gorgeist. And thing to notice about Gorgeist, if you aren't familiar with our Pumpkin Boy, is that it has several different size forms. Yes, uh, uh, for, they have mildly different stats differences usually pertaining to uh, HP, defense, and speed values, uh, you're going to be wanting to use the biggest form of all, which is the Gorgeist Super Form. Uh, you're going to jam some leftovers in that in that jack of lantern <laughs> And yes. uh, your EVs are going to be 248 HP, 180 defense, 80 special defense. With a careful nature, uh, it's going to run the moves Will-O-Wisp, Foul Play, Lead Seed and Synthesis, so you don't actually need any attack investment at all because you're using Foul Play and the, the mild drains from uh, Will-O-Wisp and Lead Seed and you just stall out with Synthesis uh, because weather really isn't that common in you so you don't have to worry about the penalty mm-hmm. for using Synthesis in a non-beneficial weather. And I think the weather that is common in you is Sun, so you can really capitalize on that if you're facing a Sun team. Oh yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Skuntank, uh, who hasn't been banned yet. Uh, right? uh, I think it, I think this is NU, so it was in PU actually for a while. I think it might be on the PUBL, but I'm not sure. But you can still use it in NU. It's uh, it runs Black Sludge. Obviously, the ability Aftermath, which just uh, penalizes opponents for taking you out. Uh, the EVs are going to be on this set are 112 HP. 192 special attack, 56 special defense, and 148 speed. That's a really specific set. He's got reasons. Uh, yeah, he's got there are reasons down there. Um, it has a modest nature because we're going to be doing that special attack. Uh, zero attack IVs, 30 special attack because we're going to be having hidden power grass, fire blast, dark pulse, and defog. So we got kind of like a semi support, mostly like pivot attack, mm-hmm. special attacker. Um, now, the reason for the specific spread is to deal with psychic types like Mesper and Musharna. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spread lets Skuntank take two ice beams from Specs Mesper. Which doesn't exist anywhere, but it's okay. <laughs> but still use it. <laughs> oh, Mesper was bad, yeah. Mesper uh, was bad, yeah. So, okay, it outspeeds Obama Snow and Samurai. And, and just base 60 mons, which is good. Oh, it can two it KO Gastrodon and Rhydon with Woo. Hidden Power Grass. That's which great, actually. Would normally HP Grass is fantastic. Yeah. They don't really, like, Gastrodon is one of those Pokemon that, like, 
if you catch it off, like say on a switch, mm-hmm. say uh, with a hidden power grass, it can't just recover right away because you're definitely faster. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, Lydian, take us home. Uh, rounding it out, we have uh, wheezing, obviously. Uh, basically, wheezing gives you T-spikes, and on a stall team, that's incredible. So we've got a wheezing, we've got a black sludge to make sure that trick doesn't hurt us as much. Uh, levitate, 148 HP, 252 defense, 108 speed with a bold nature. Uh, we're running toxic spikes, sludge bomb, will-o'-wisp to hit those things that we can't toxic, as well as taunt. Um, wheezing provides toxic spikes. It's just it's awful if you're poisoned all the time against a stall team. Yep. Uh, it provides another Malamar yes, check. It, it can outspeed most of them. Uh, this guy was very scared of Malamar looking at this team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll He's got like three Malamar checks. <laughs> it'll also burn anything uh, that's trying to attack physically. Spread's pretty standard. Enough speed to outspeed. No speed Malamar. Rest in HP and defense. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just your standard bulky wheezing. Because it couldn't get Dazzling yeah. Gleam yet. Uh, you know, I'd almost recommend, like, if you're having trouble staying alive, jam paint blood or something on there. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe in place of, I don't know. Willowless, maybe? No, maybe, <laughs> no, maybe, taunt. maybe taunt. It really depends on what you're facing. Uh, lastly, mm-hmm. we've got Sligu with Eevee Light, uh, because I guess you just want... Uh, a bulky dragon type. Yes, a special sponge. <laughs> yeah, well, you need something that's gonna. You need something that's gonna resist fire because this team yeah. doesn't have a fire resist whatsoever. And yeah, Bronto and Gorgeist are really weak otherwise, and yeah, nothing yeah. else resists it. So you need that fire resist. Yep. Yeah. So you got Sligu with an Evia Light, Sap Sipper, uh, Calm Nature with two forty eight HP, one hundred and sixty eight defense, and ninety two special defense. We are running a uh, dragon breath set, a dragon breath rest, sleep talk, and your choice of ice beam or uh, thunderbolt. Uh, Lilligant was a big threat in tier, so being able to paralyze it with dragon breath and uh, hit ace basically everything with ice beam is pretty great. Uh, this will wall basically any special attacker and every fire type. So you know, yeah. It's fun. I mean, I'm perfectly fine with this team. I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. Um I haven't played around with it too much, but I think it's a I think it's a fun team. So if you want a shiny wheezing, you should go to patreon.com slash fucko podcast and uh sign up and you can get a shiny wheezing as well as the shiny <laughs> duplay that I owe people this week and also uh, another another shiny. Get your so, shiny wheezing so that you can potentially port it over to the just, game. Yeah, there you go. Loop. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's the same color as Galarian Wheat. No, it's not. Um, uh, <laughs> shiny Weezing is eerily close to the same color. It's close. It is close. I will say that, though. Weezing uh, hasn't been blessed with the power of capitalism yet. No, not yet. He will not have the top half. I do say. Unfortunately. Oh, what if, what if, what if Alolan Coughing only, instead of having like a bowler hat, literally just has a, uh, just has a monocle? Oh my god, I love Wait, it. Wait, what if it has a bowler hat and a fog monocle? Oh, that's even better. Hey! <laughs> Fixed your game. With that stupid little smile on its face, too. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. That is it. We are going to take a short break here. guys. Well, actually, we're not taking a break at all. We're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. 
time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the Green Tauros Energy Drink. Or the energy drink, Green Tauros. There we go. <laughs> uh, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. exciting. And we'll give oh. out the Green Taurus badge if we or something. Um, and so here we go. We uh, This is the email bag segment. If you're new to the show where we read listener emails on the show, you can email us at pucklepodcast.com. Last week, I forget. I think we asked you what you thought the new Pokemon might evolve into. And then a trailer happened. And then everybody only wanted to talk about that. So that's uh, that's what we got emails for today. Uh, I would like to know what you what your thoughts are on Galarian forms and what for Pokemon you think would you would like to see get a Galarian form in the next email. So let's jump right on into it. This next first one is from Zaf. Zaf from the Discord here. First, I want to say thanks for being a vent for my hyper over upcoming uh, for my hype over upcoming games. I've waited almost 20 years for a region based on my home country, and if I didn't have this podcast to tune into every week and share the excitement with others, I'd probably implode. Anyway, we don't want that. Um, anyway, I want to hold off on weighing on the viability stuff until Wednesday after the announcement of another trailer, and dang, that was the right call because there's some real nice stuff in that. Wow, Obstagoon is spicy. <laughs> Two awesome abilities and a stab combo that's only resisted by a small number of dual types is great. And also weak to mock punch, but whatever. Um, but what really excites me is the potential move pool it could have. Extreme Speed Lanoon is pretty well known, and the two parents that granted his egg moves, Arcanine and Lucario, are both already confirmed. Stab Facade with Guts is scary powerful. Here's hoping it gets access to stuff like Sucker Punch and Knockoff, because then it can become a seriously potent wall breaker and priority cleaner. Galarian Weezing is hilarious, and I love it regardless of its viability, but that fairy typing is nasty. It's or tasty, my bad. That's going to help its sponge hits even better than its regular form, and I'm hoping this regular version finally gets some access to reliable recovery this gen. Maybe Moonlight because of its added typing. Or that might draining be a, kiss. <laughs> or what? Draining kiss. That might be a bit too much to hope for, but the ability to switch into a large number of offensive dragon fighting and dark types could cripple with a will-o'-wisp sounds fun. Lastly, I wanted to mention Roly Coley because that ability is insane. I'm hoping it gets good dual typing that that it really abuses the ability as it evolves. I'm hoping for Rock Water as it can thematically uh, appropriate a steam-powered Pokemon. Although, I assume it's more likely to be Rock Fire. One idea I wanted to pose is that it could use its ability more effectively if it's if it was a special attacker and didn't mind switching into moves that burn. Predicting a Will-O-Wisp and switching in with choice specs could be terrifying if it gains stats back up. Mm. Anyway, thanks for reading. Keep up the great work, and it's much appreciated. And here's hoping for a great competitive meta. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) Next one from Nate. Also known as N-A-T-E. N-A-T-E. That sounds like a rap name. This is my first time writing it. (laughs) I found the podcast a few months ago and love it. You guys seem like a very upbeat group of positive people who are great to listen to talk about all things Pokemon and have made my drive to work every week at least 40% more enjoyable. That's a very specific number. (laughs) Lukepedia on iTunes would disagree with you. Oh, oh, no. Please leave us nice (laughs) iTunes reviews so we don't have to listen about Thatch being sad. Thank you. All right. Uh, Which is why I feel kind of bad writing my opinion because it's kind of negative. My opinion about all the new Pokemon ranges from it's fine, I guess, 
to thanks, I hate it. In the bad category, we have Obstacan being the worst offender. It looks more like a were-guru-rulon than a Pokemon. And the worst thing is, even if you do like it, you'll never see it again as a region, as its region exclusive. It just seems like a bad concept done poorly. We got Scorbunny, who even though if he's not technically a firefighting type, but probably will be, his design and moveset don't seem, doesn't seem like it will be different enough to set it apart. And it'll be like the sixth bipedal human-looking fire starter. And we got Alcremi. She might not be that bad, but remembering back in Gen 5 where everyone hated the ice cream Pokemon in the present, where everyone loves the whipped cream Pokemon, is really surreal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! That's well, the surreal. ice cream you couldn't no. waifu, so <laughs> right. That I, you know what? I one thousand percent agree with most of these comments. The obstacle thing, I think, is really cool. I do. I am concerned, like he is, about the regional, like only evolution. Uh, in terms of like, like I said, designing a Pokemon that can only exist in one region. But I, I'm saying, if a Pokemon makes it into a future Pokemon game, its regional variants will as well. That's that's what I'm. That's the assumption I'm going to roll with, and I'm hoping that's true. Alright, alright. So he says, maybe I'm just getting old and cynical. In the I kinda like it category, we got Sobel, who I like because, Sobel, Sobel, who I like because I generally don't know what it's typing or even what it will look like fully evolved, and that's pretty exciting. We also have Dreadmaw, who looks pretty cool even if he is a single stage Pokemon. The rest all fall into meh category, and I hate it. Learning about new Pokemon used to be so exciting, and now it feels like a formality. I don't want to be that guy who hates all the new Pokemon. That guy was the worst back when Gen 5 came out. I hate that guy. <laughs> but it's just getting hard for me to get excited about Sword and Shield. I'm still looking forward to the game. I just wish that a new Pokemon game got me more excited learning about the new Pokemon than the new NPCs. Thanks for being the best podcast I listen to, Nate. Yeah, I, I like that we're the best co- podcast. I mean, I, I understand because this is a sentiment. I get a lot of DMs during like the week when things happen and people are just like, man, I want to be excited for these games, but then this happened. Um, And like, I don't know. This is like the most... I don't want to say like the most not hype that like a game release has been, but it's definitely like the most sombering. I think like people are like, really, they, they did with that announcement and I feel really bad that they did do that. Um, I mean, I, I'm also obviously not somebody who supports that decision and, uh, I hope they do something in the future to rectify it, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they do. It depends on the sales and how things go. Um, Yeah. Uh, but let's let's get off that train and let's read what Amy has to say. All right. Hey, everyone. First, I want to start off by saying I love your podcast so much. I listen to it every day, although I don't have a Nintendo Switch, so I can't relate to some of your newer episodes. I still enjoy listening to them, especially the Poker Quiz segment. Uh, it's very entertaining to me as well. I've been playing Pokemon since the very beginning, and I'm a huge fan, which makes your podcast perfect for me. And it's what I look forward to. And it's what I have been looking forward to for a while. So thank you. I was emailing you guys because I was wondering if you guys could maybe make an episode about the fan-based games, what the fans have been making on the uh, GBA emulators and on phones. I've played a couple, but there are quite a few of them, and it's hard to keep track. I'd like to hear your guys' opinions on those types of games, if you've played them before, if you like them, or just general opinion. If you do an episode on this, maybe answer a question like, if you guys could make a game of your own, what would you do differently? How would you make it? Uh, I think it'd be a very interesting episode, uh, and I'd love to hear it. And I'm sure other people would, too. If you actually read my email, we did. Thank you for taking the time to read it. Keep the keep up the great work. I love your podcast and all the co-hosts, too. Thank you again, Amy. 
We do read all of the emails. I would like to make that. We do. We don't read them all on the show sometimes, we but do we read do read them all. them all. Like I read them throughout my week, and it makes me smile. Um. So, uh, so I feel like I can answer this though about the fan games because I play a lot of those on my free t- in, in my spare time. Because uh, I don't know why I just like the, them. the only the <laughs> only so the only reason we don't do an episode on it is because it's one of those things that takes like a lot of prep work. And it's one of those things that is just like, okay, we have to do a lot of prep work. We all have to make sure we play the same fan game and that we right. sit so that we can sit down and we can talk about it and we beat it and everything. And I, I think <laughs> I think that's something that I, I just haven't sat down and like figured out how to do the logistics of. And I, I that's the only problem. I I would say it's something that we can definitely do in the future. It's something um, we should start Twitch streaming. Yeah, because we can yeah, exactly. We can we can get Twitch on it and you know, we can play it on Twitch and you can get like real time reactions that we can summarize that experience. But that that's where we are with it. Yeah. For a quick quick uh little dose, uh Uranium was hyped for a reason. It's actually very good. Insurgence is a lot of fun. Uh basically a lot of the the ones that are built in the not at not in the emulators, but in the uh, actual game building engine like that have their own uh, executables tend to have been had had a lot more work put into them and they're really good if you want something that you can just kind of like plug and play just pick up and go i can't recommend uh probably insurgents is probably just the best strikes a good balance of being difficult without being cry hard for no reason uh, it's just very fun. They have basic, they had regional forums before regional forums were a thing. So they called them Delta species recommended. All right. So let's move on to these last couple of emails. Our first one is from Jack. Sup thatch. And I'm going to guess he's completely wrong, by the way, our Sigma and whimsical <laughs> probably wrong. Also. Hi, Ryan. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, so first of all, you can tell who's going to be on the show. It is a public thing. It's pinned in the discord. Um, you, can actually, you can actually view the schedule. Um, but since you didn't get a lot of love about the spinoffs last week, I'd like to say that XD is actually my favorite Pokemon game ever. I love double Preach. battles, gen three mechanics, and the concept of shadow Pokemon, which has made me excited for Pokemon go again. I wish that they were brought back in a better way than Pokemon go brought them back, but uh, it's okay. Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Skies, Coliseum, and Pokemon Rangers Shadows of Almia round out my top four. Anyway, this trailer was freaking awesome. I am now way more excited than I was previously for this game to come out. Regional variants are back, and I couldn't be more excited about that because they do an amazing job of making older, irrelevant Pokemon interesting, and in some cases, usable in competitive battling, even the late game. I love what they did with Weezing and Lanoon. What piques my interest is that Lanoon is the first Pokemon Lion 9 from Kanto to receive this treatment. It makes me think of which Johto or even Sinnoh Pokemon will get a regional variant. Dunsparce better get this treatment. <laughs> Obstagoon literally made me jump from my seat because additional evolutions were my favorite part of Gen 4, and I'm more than glad to see it come back and be incorporated with regional variants. As for the character reveals, I like how Bead seems to be an edgier rival like Blue and Silver. I feel as if Pokemon has been missing that since Gen 2. Marnie's design is awesome, and I feel like she has some ties to Chairman Rose. More on that soon. I think he got the uh, rivals backwards. Maybe I'm wrong. Hexagons. Um, Hexagons. Team Team Yell's design is eh, but I like their concept after reading more about them. They treat Marnie like Team Skull treated Guzma, and I look forward to overcoming their obstacles. 
However, I think there's no shot at Team Yell is the real evil team, and I believe that's Chairman Rose is running something behind the scenes with the real evil team. Yeah. Tyranitar Tube has an interesting theory on the reason Chairman Rose introduced Dynamax to the Pokemon League is because of the Abyss Giant Pokemon is the third legendary that Zacian and Zamazenta clash with. He believes that when this Pokemon Gigantamaxes, it gives trainers the power to Dynamax, giving Chairman Rose the opportunity with the real evil team to control Dynamaxing with his third legendary. That would be freaking awesome, and I think it would be a heck of a story. I'm so excited for these games to come out. Catch you guys on the flip-flop, Jack. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a good one. Uh, this last one is from P. McGee. I got it. Hey, Paco Crew. P. McGee back again with more thoughts on Sword and Shield. At long last, Game Freak has actually doubled down on a creative choice that the fan base can get behind. In my opinion, Mega Evolution was a great idea when it gave lackluster Pokemon like Mawile, Altaria, and Autono a real chance to shine. However, far too much attention was placed on already great Pokemon and starters, and it ultimately morphed into great Pokemon, just getting better, which was not much fun. Z-moves were an, an idea, but most of us didn't really care for a supercharged attack, and even the special Z-crystals offered little additional intrigue. While better thought out and probably the best com- possible combination of Megas and Z-moves, Many of us still have a wait-and-see approach on this Dynamax gimmick. Alolan forms were an immediately popular concept when they premiered with Sun and Moon. Not only did they make logical, physical changes to Pokemon appearances, but those that received it were anything but extraordinary. Kanto and Ra- Raichu was one of the few with any sort of competitive viability. Uh, while, this, while these new forms did not skyrocket them up the tier list, most found new niches to occupy, and a few... Alolan Marowak played key roles in the pre-bank era. Mm -hmm. Given Game Freak's track record on cool ideas following Pokemon Mega's Battle Frontier, there was little hope this concept would return. But here we are with Game Freak not only doubling down, but expanding it in interesting and promising ways. Although another Gen 1 Pokemon, Weezing, was far from being popular or powerful, then we get the zigzag inline, which showcases huge potential. Due to them, we will likely see other non-Generation 1 Pokemon get forms. Maybe Gen 5 Pokemon can finally get a revisit. However, my primary excitement is over the idea that we'll finally see old Pokemon get new evolutions, but with a slight twist. I think Obstagon is an awesome-looking Pokemon, but more than anything, I love what he represents. It is basically Game Freak's way of saying that when they designed a region and the Pokemon to go with it, they designed it fully without believing any of the native Pokemon to need to evolve beyond what they were given. With Obstagon, and I assume others, Game Freak essentially gets to say... In Johto, Giraffarig was complete, but in the wilds of Galar, new threats have forced Giraffarig to evolve in order to survive. Can you imagine Giraffarig evolving? I would be okay with that. <laughs> this, this, oh, no. We're like just two giraffes. Yeah, that are stuck right? in the tail. Yeah, exactly. I want, I want Doduo giraffes. Oh, no. And like this <laughs> taller. An, an eight-legged uh, giraffe. Uh, with two heads and uh, one giant chain chomp tail, yeah. Or the dark side, the dark side takes over, and the old giraffic head is the tail. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> huh. all right. Uh, that's our little part. That wasn't the email. All right, here we go. Back to it. Uh, in Johto, giraffic was complete. In the wilds of Galar, new threats have forced giraffic to evolve in order to survive. That is very practical logic that Game Freak can continue to use for many years to come. Quick questions for the podcast. Do you think that only old old Pokemon with Galarian farms will get, forms will get new evolutions? 
In reference to the Premier League, will Farfetch'd have a Galarian form that evolves into Surfetch'd, or will it just be its Kanto form? <laughs> Curious for your thoughts on how this will shake up, as we can certainly expect more obstacles to show up. I'm betting on Farfetch'd, Dugong, Girafferig, Sudowoodo, Cargo, Kaimiko, and Cricketune, to name a few. That's all for now. Thanks for the time. P. McGee. I said it on the show, but I hope I hope we get a Galarian Farfetch that evolves into Surfetched. I I don't think a Pokemon that didn't have an evolution before should evolve into a Galarian only Pokemon. I think that is very. Uh, I I don't like that. It's just like the Pokemon it can only evolve here, and that then you've essentially locked that Pokemon to that region. Yeah. And at least with this, I can transfer a Galarian zigzagoon to Pokemon home. And then if zigzagoon ever shows up in gen 10 or whatever, I can move zigzagoon to, I can move my Galarian zigzagoon to that game as well, because they will have assumed all of the forms of that Pokemon should be available in that game. Yeah. Uh, um, that, that That's where I'm sitting with it right now. I mean, I could be wrong. I, I think in reference to the, uh, will other Pokemon, you know, that don't have the, the Galarians get evolutions. I think the answer there is, Yes, if they already evolve, but honestly, probably yes, if they're Eevee. I don't, I don't like strong. Yes, if they're Eevee. <laughs> I don't strongly believe that the, there was a leak that is somewhat reliable in that, like, it did make some predictions in this trailer that are correct. Um, that I, if it's correct, there'd be a, a video at Worlds that had two Eevees in it. I don't want to get too into it and out in the weeds. I think it's possible. Um, the sad thing is the thing that I would want to evolve is already confirmed to be in the game as a normal form in Chinchino Minchino. Like they're they don't have the the regional variants. So Yeah. Um, that's true. I don't know. A lot of the things I would really want I've already seen and I'm just I'm just gonna let them let them go. I'll let them uh give me what they're gonna give it's me. It's time to let go. <laughs> it's time to Pokemon let's Go. Let's go. Oh, oh, it's all. This is. Let's go to the polls. Okay. Oh, my uh, God. All right. So for the Green Tauros badge, Green Tauros badge, I would vote Nate's email. I really liked his, even though oh, it was that's depressing. Fine. Yeah, yeah, sure. Nate, you got sure. it. Sure. Nate's. Done. Let's go. Uh, all right. You can I'll submit re- for that on the Discord. Yeah. Or- just let somebody know with the name. And. Yeah. All right. So the other thing is, if you want to get more Puckly goodness in your life, go over to Puckle Plus, where you can get more podcasts uh, with us talking about random things. And if you want even more stuff on top of that, you should go to our Discord and just hang out with us. And if you want to even know more things without going to Discord, you should go to our Twitter and our Facebook at Puckle Podcast and also our Instagram. We have one of those because the kids are there. (laughs) And so you should go you should go to those things. It's a lot of fun. Um, and we're at Puckle Podcast on all those platforms. And then if you want to hang out with us even more, you should check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast. We're almost to a thousand subs, so we can almost get repartnered. Yeah. Uh, we're getting really close to it. I'm very, we, we've gotten some really good traction as of late on YouTube. So, uh, keep it up. I appreciate everybody who subscribed and does things on YouTube now. And you can also check out the latest episode of the Nuzlocke over there as well. We also uh, do things on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. If you want to watch the Nuzlocke live next week, we'll probably be going into a uh, going into battle with uh, everything else. Um, we're going to go to the Elite Four. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited for that one. So definitely check out that um, 
check out twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast. Also a great place to help us help support the show by giving us your Twitch prime subscription. Uh, you can help us out. And then if you want to help the show monetarily, you can always go over to the puckle tea public store, pick up some cool puckle swag, like a tapestry or a throw pillow, or more importantly, a tapestry or a throw pillow <laughs> uh, with the, with the puckle logo on it. Uh, you can also go ahead and support the show more directly and get shiny Pokemon and puckle badges by going over to patreon.com slash puckle podcast to pick those things up. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's where we are. So I guess here in the Leventown radio tower, I'm trainer thatch. I'm Zakrat. I'm Linian. And it's closing time. And here at Puckle, we like to, as always, thank our patrons who make this show possible in the way that it is run. So thank you to Greg, Viger, Duly Noted, Rob, Josh, Keegan, Ilaria, OG Paladin, Shamu, um, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Corey, Rotted Mushroom, Mr. Panda, Titan Killer, Lane, Lord Korbenik, Ryan, uh, Seth Vilo, Wade, Marcus, King Kavik, and Harmonia, Alolan Dergs, Tank, Samuel, Claude Nine, Bodtech, The Beauty and the Geek, Swamp Rattata, Alex, Steve, Joshua, Zane, Doc, Cody, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor, Mark, TJ, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Jonathan, Disco Calypso, Taylor, Charles, Maxi, Shambles, Justin, Tim, Andrew, Old Man Tup, David, Chris, Jeremy, Louise, Justin, South, Locke, Jordan, Zach, Graham, Greg, Alec, Jegler, Kevin, Josh, Dark Flame, Three, Half Full Reviews, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Nick, Huitku, Shira, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Kevin, 
Orange Avenger, Thomas, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Dylan, Joseph, Franco, Treby, Cordell, Julie, and Alex. Thank you to all of you who make the show possible. And right now I'm actually setting up the next Johnny Pokemon, so go out and grab them when they're up on Patreon. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.